into our children's life is just incredibly important. And can we just bring the lights up a little bit? I like to see the whites of people's eyes. <laughs> but this is an amazing story, actually, that, that we are so familiar with. Um, but it's captivated people for 2,000 years, this story. And, and because we're so familiar with it, um, we don't notice how strange, in fact, I would even say bizarre, this story actually is. It's so strange that it has the ring of truth to it. Because, you know, it's clearly not written by human beings. Because when human re beings write stories of what they are trying to prove to people are true, they, they make it make so much more sense. It's logic. They make it logical. They make it believable. And that's how judges know when people are lying um, in, in courtrooms. And, and this story is not like that at all. You know, 40 different books tell this story. 40 different authors over thousands of years wrote this story down. And then Jesus came and lived it out. And people have studied his life and found that, hey, 3,000 years ago, this very thing was said about him. And even just a few years earlier, these things were said as well. And it all makes sense. But if you're here from the traditional point of view... We love it that you're here tonight and just enjoying the night and you're going to have a great day tomorrow with all your preparations, but this just kind of sets it all up. But you know, if you're, if you're a, a non-believer here tonight, I think this story is a strange story and you'd probably have three words for it. The first one is impossible, the second word is unlikely, and the third word is improbable. And I just want to quickly talk about those things. I mean, impossible. Girls don't get pregnant without a guy. Lots of girls have tried that story down through the generations. <laughs> Mum, you'll never guess what happened tonight. But think about Mary for a moment. Apart from claiming that she had no sex with a boy before she got pregnant, everything else about her pregnancy was normal. Nine months. It grew from an embryo inside and grew, and then it came out through the birth canal in the normal way. So how and why would anyone believe her about an immaculate conception? Impossible, you'd say. But just think for a moment. If God is real, and if he's a creator who can make anything happen just by talking then it's not impossible for him to be able to arrange an embryo inside a woman's belly. And if he created people to have free will, then all he needs is a girl who is willing, willing to have her life completely messed up, although she didn't know how messed up it was going to be, and willing to live all her life with a sense of people's shame upon her and gossip and innuendo and being that woman, that girl. And in Mary, he found someone who was willing. He, Mary said to the angel, Be it unto me according to what your word says. So if God does exist, a virgin having a baby is not impossible. Well, what about unlikely? If this baby, this little baby Jesus, was God in human form, God and human merged together, then this being who's come from the infinite grandeur of heaven 
and the richness and the vastness of heaven, how likely is it that a king who's experienced and lives in all of that would submit to the downgrade of coming from heaven all the way down to earth, to a cave inhabited by animals to be born into, and to a life with an impoverished family? You'd go, unlikely, unlikely. And I think you'd probably be onto something. How many of us, for instance, would consider becoming an ant? And that's not the downgrade that heaven to earth is for a God. Surely this story is highly unlikely. I mean, even Superman arrived as a boy. There's plenty of desert around Jerusalem. Jerusalem's in the hills, but you go down out of the hills and there's plenty of desert. I mean, surely this Jesus could have just walked out as a 13-year-old and said, here I am. Why come as a little baby? But the story tells us that God was willing to come to earth and become a human baby because he loves us so much. He didn't want heaven without you and me in it. So impossible is possible with God, and unlikely could, and in fact was, true. Well, what about improbable? Is it even remotely possible that what Jesus did was needed and could actually work? I mean, he's called a savior. Well, we've got to ask the question, is our planet and are the people on this planet in trouble? Is there something broken in our world as we watch our news and we think about all the things that we've seen going on? Is there something broken inside of human beings? Is there something even broken inside of me? And just say to the person next to you, you. You see, if we examine the world and people, we can see all sort of signs of tension and selfishness and greed and violence and at times even war. And are there diseases that our bodies are constantly battling with and sometimes epidemics that sweep across nations? And when we examine all the social indicators, family breakdown, divorce, child abuse, prison populations, rape, racial prejudice, to name just some of the problems in mankind, they indicate that the human race actually is broken and in need of saving. So the answer to that question is yes. And everything about this story that we've watched on the screen, even though it wasn't working too, we've watched on that one anyway, tells us that it fits the evidence of our world better than any other explanation. So why did God have to be a mixture, 100% God and yet 100% human, which is amazing thought? Why was that? And it's because Jesus was born to be a sacrifice to pay the penalty for everyone's wrongdoing. And only a perfect man, I mean, we've been learning to laugh at things, a perfect man. <laughs> where are we going to get one of those? <laughs> Who could put their hand up if we traveled around the world? Where would we find a, human, a, a perfect man? And so a new model had to be actually invented and created by God, and his name was Jesus so the Christmas story is not impossible. It's a love story about a loving God motivated to help you and me. And it fits the sad evidence of our world perfectly. And I think that's why all of us love Christmas so much. Because inside of us, this story actually resonates on the inside. And we know deep down that it's true, that God loves us. 
that God sent Jesus to rescue us from our brokenness. The innocent one came, lived, and then died for the guilty. You know, there's four possible responses to hearing this message. The first one is to think, well, I haven't done anything wrong. You're obviously not talking to me. Good luck with that. And the second thing is, well, I've got my own spiritual reality, and I'm going to walk that path. And I would say you're very free to be able to do that. Or some people say, well, I'm going to go the religious route. I'm going to try and be good and gooder and goodest. I went to school. And I'll try and impress God and prove to him that I'm worthy of heaven. Well, the fourth way of looking at the story tonight is to realize that only Jesus personally forgives the sins of people who asks him and want to follow him. Because the truth of the Christmas story and this little baby Jesus coming and all the angels and the animals and the wonderful songs, the truth of that story tells us that good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven ones. And the door is wide open for anyone who wants to ask and for everyone who wants to ask him for forgiveness. So as I close and the team come back up again, I w you may be, be here and be thinking, actually, hmm, I'd like to hear a little bit more about this. And I want to say we run a course called Alpha, and it'll be running again next year. And I just encourage you, keep your eyes open. There'll be signs all around um, the city, and, and you can do a, a course called Alpha right here. But there might just be one person amongst a crowd this size who's ready to ask for that forgiveness right now. So I wonder if you would just indulge me for just a, one more minute and give me space, space to say a prayer that that one person could actually say after me. And I want to say to you if, you, if you pray this from your heart and you mean it, your life will radically change because God himself, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, will come and live inside of you and change everything. I wonder if just before we sing our last carol, if we could just bow our heads in prayer. And I just want to say the words. And if you want to, you can say this along in your heart as well. Jesus, I thank you for coming, being born in time, and eventually being killed to pay for my sin and the whole world's. Please come into my life. Come into the center of my life. Forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me. I want that new start that only you can give to a human being that begins now and goes on into eternity. And I thank you for doing it for me. I want to follow you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Please stand for Carol.